Welcome to the Work in Progress podcast, the show that talks all things personal development. Whether your goals include being physically fitter, building better habits that serve you, or becoming more successful in business, you'll find something for you in the material shared. Today, I'm joined by Jürgen Proudlove. Jürgen is a personal trainer, he's also studied a, a range of alternative therapies to enhance her practice and help her get more from her clients. Today she's going to give a bit of tough love and she's going to talk about all things about taking responsibility for yourself and why now is a great time to make some of those changes. So without further ado, I'm going to welcome the guest. Hi Yerga, welcome to the show. How are you today? Hi Dean, I'm very good, thank you. Uh, how are you keeping during this lockdown period? Well, um, I'm doing my best to enjoy the staycation as much as I can. Staycation. Yeah, that's what they call it, staycation. You know, the weather has been okay. And uh, I I keep thinking to myself, now I have all the time in the world to do all the things I wanted to do. The weather's been phenomenal. I keep thinking I'll need to work on my T-shirt tan because I've got I've got that typical uh, British tan where it's just from like the mid sort of arm down. Like trucker's arm, I think they call it. Oh dear! Oh no! I've, I've been in a bikini on a patio. Oh well, you've been living the life. Yes. Well, that's what this life is for, isn't it? Well, that's what we're going to get into, and hopefully, you're going to share some some good stuff for the listeners because I know that you're very much into personal development and making the best of of what you've got in this world. So, I know you. I've, I've spoken to you many times before. We've had some fantastic discussions. But for the people who've maybe never heard of yoga before, who are you? Um, so my name um, is unusual and uh, I come from uh, Lithuania originally. I've been living in UK now for over uh, 23 years. Um, I fell in love with an English gentleman and this is how I ended up in UK. Uh, I'm a mum uh, to three um, teenagers, um, and including a, a set of twins. Um, I'm also uh, a very passionate person when it comes to health. Uh, and that's how I, um, a hobby, uh, so keeping fit became a passion and then a passion became my work. So I've been working as a um, personal trainer, um, group fitness instructor, transformation coach and um, mind, mindset coach. Uh, for the last nine years, so that's um, that's short and sweet. That's the short and sweet version. <laughs> yes. Now, whenever I speak to you, you make me feel terrible because your knowledge on fitness and nutrition is 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 right up there. So I have to keep checking what I say when I speak to you, and you don't judge my lunch too much. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, I, don't, I, don't, I don't judge. I don't judge. Uh, well, I was I was a very judgmental person, but that's one of the uh, things that I had to work um, when I worked on myself, uh, because we we all walk, we all have our own path. But with the the. I say the recent discussions we've had, um, I've always known you originally as a fitness instructor and nutritionist, and that was what the topics were. But the more I speak to you now, the more you seem to talk a lot about mindset. And it seems to be that even though you, you still have that same passion for health and fitness, it seems to be that you, you look at it as a mindset first, and it's the mindset that makes the first shift. Would that be correct in your view as well? Yes, yes, definitely. For me, it was a very natural progression and evolution. So my passion 
for uh, fitness and health started actually with a very, very uh, loud wake-up call when my husband was diagnosed with Crohn's in 2008. And, um, you know, we, we thought we were quite leading quite a healthy lifestyle. Uh, yes, we were busy um, parents of three young children. Uh, but on the whole, you know, we were not smokers. Um, we barely drank alcohol. We both were really active exercising. Um, so I started researching nutrition more then. So fitness, yes, keeping active, that's always been part of my life. Even if it's just one session a week when my kids were really babies and my mother-in-law would come and for three hours, I would actually go to do a fitness class for an hour out of these three hours. <laughs> So that was my priority. But then, you know, when my husband was diagnosed with Crohn's, I thought, well, there must be something more to it because we thought we we're healthy. But, you know, to end up with autoimmune illness at the age of, I think, um, you know, he was 37 years old or something. Um, that led me on to nutrition. Um, so I, I did loads of research into um, gut health, microbiome, um, how foods we eat and drinks we drink affect the gut health. Um, I, this is when I realized that my mood swings and depression was stemming from too much uh, sweet things in my life. Um, I've always had a very sweet tooth, and that stems from my upbringing. So my mom had very sweet tooth, and, and all these pacifying things like, oh, you've hurt yourself, oh, have a sweet, you know, or you being a good girl, have an ice cream, things like that. So it was a reward thing for me, emotional eating. And then from then on, um, the progression, and when working with the clients, I also realized that uh, it's like a folk approach to health. Fitness is one thing. You can't out-exercise a bad diet, so then you have to look at nutrition. And then I realized that you can give the best tips and the best diet plans to your clients and they will still not stick to them. And I was thinking, well, you know what to do, for goodness sake, what's the matter with you? Why are you not doing it? Uh, and then I was led on to um, habit change courses. And then from habit change courses became mindset in general. And then from mindset, uh, I ventured much more into unconscious mind and the hidden mind topics and spirituality. So That's quite a far cry from personal training. <laughs> but it still ties everything. It's like a perfect package now to me. Everything ties in because you have to start with people. You have to meet people, your clients, where they are. Not everybody will be as spiritual as I am. So I can't just... Uh, start yep. with them, you know, talking my spirituality. They will say, "Oh my God, this is crazy lady," you know, <laughs> and <laughs> run, run run thirty miles an hour away from me. So you know, people come to the studio because um, I worked in a small private studio. If people come, and I always say, "Well, what what has led you to this studio?" And they will say, "I want to lose ten pounds," and this is where we start. We will start with the fitness because that's the client's belief. That's where their starting point is. But it doesn't mean that that's where I leave them for long. Yeah, like you say, you've got, you got to meet them where they are. And yes. then once you've got them engaged, once they've started that journey, you can lead them, you know, all the way to the top, or however far they want to take it. 
Yes, you drip feed them really, that's what I call it. You, you sort of drip feed them drop by drop every session, little bit by little bit. You see where they're going, how fast they're coming, you know, on the same on the journey that you want them to go on. And then you nope. match their pace. Yep. So, so you get in alignment with them and then, then bring them up to, I suppose, the speed that you want for them. Because in a weird way, being the, being as passionate as you are about fitness and health, you almost want it for them more than they want it for themselves at first, because yes. you can see you can see the benefits that are available to them, and you're trying to just tease them along. Say, do you know what? There's more out there for you. Yeah. If I can just get you get you to sort of you know engage with it. Yeah, exactly. But they need to see that for themselves as well, because yeah. um, um, I I often say to people, I do not want you to be my live um, lifelong client. You know, I, I will hold your hand at the beginning uh, of the journey, but then my main aim is actually to educate you enough, inspire you enough, so to build your self-motivation and self-inspiration that you can actually feel uh, strong enough, uh, have all the foundations laid out to then go and do whatever brings you joy in your own way. That makes absolute sense. And following that story you mentioned with, with your husband and Crohn's disease, like it's very clear, and also because I know you as well, but it's very clear the way you talk that you've got a, a thirst for knowledge and a thirst for the truth. So one of the things I was wondering as you were uh, sharing that story, because I think a lot of people have health issues. A lot of people have these sort of moments when they're with a the doctor and they think, oh, something's got to change. Um, like This isn't about judging, but I wanted to ask you from your own perspective, did you feel that the the health service was giving you the advice you needed or did you feel that really to solve it, it ended up you doing your own research? At the start, I think um, diagnosis like, like such, you know, autoimmune illness, you, you're going to have this illness for life. There is no cure for it. All we can do, we'll give you medication. We'll try different medications. We'll just manage the symptoms. With these medications, this is what my husband was told, with these medications, there is 25% increased risk of getting colon cancer. That's what we're told. And it's so scary. And it's it's such a shock, actually, to hear that, that originally you just go along with whatever they tell you to do. And that's what you know my husband did for the first two, three years. He was on different medications. Um, and the effects from these, uh, um, they were all immunosuppressant drugs. So they, they're quite um, powerful drugs to suppress your immune system. Uh, and they're like chemotherapy drugs. The side effects from those are actually terrible. They're really horrendous. Uh, muscle mass loss um, and like um, neuropathy. So uh, nerve pains all in the body, aching joints. Uh, to the extent where my husband uh, was saying, I'd rather be dead than live another day oh, like wow. that. And ho- hospitalizations and different uh, drugs. He was on intravenous drugs that nearly posted to see me. He was in A&E. Until they started, sort of, we went along because we both were really scared and kids were small. But when they started saying to him, right, we've tried all the drugs we have available, Nothing seems to be working, stabilizing you enough for long enough. We need to look at the surgery. And that's where like a, it was like a ping in my head. And I thought, hang on a second. Surgery is so, so drastic. To cut out something and was to cut out part of the bowel. 
you'll never be able to insert that back into you. So to, to have a stoma back for a man who loves swimming, for me, that was like one step too far. And that's when I started asking different questions. And I think when it comes to health, to health, that's where you when, you, when you end up on a dead end road and you think, right, I either jump off the cliff now because there's no turning back and, and find the way of land safely, even though you don't know what's out there, you start yep. asking different questions. And I took an approach like, okay, consultants are very knowledgeable people with, um, you know, things they studied for years and researched, but they do not know everything because they've been through schools, medical schools, which have got limits. Yep. They do have limits. And that's when I, when I started realizing that Western medicine, there is one way, but also natural medicine. Uh, and when I started just asking different questions, I got different answers. I met different people. I got into different um, forums online. Um, and we, I sort of persuaded my husband not to have the surgery, to start changing his diet radically, start doing some really serious protocols to heal his gut. Well, I said to him, you know, um, consultants can't do it for you. I can't do it for you. Yes, I'm your wife and I'll, I'll support you. But in the end, it's your health, it's your life, it's your body. You have to do the most work. Yeah. And, it, and it's, it's not easy. Because I wasn't sure what your response was going to be then. But the reason I asked the question is because, you know, the last thing I want to do is slam the NHS because they do a fantastic job and I'm really grateful for oh, the yes, services they do. you know like like they're, they're they're brilliant and you know we're very lucky to have them yes um, we do absolutely you know and especially if we if we have serious accidents where would you go exactly but in our case it wasn't working you know because it was a chronic illness and it was in a way lifestyle chronic illness yep and i think that's where sort of the self-responsibility for your health um, and, and it's not, not not only foods, you know, I mean, we started with foods and a diet change and supplementation and natural remedies, but eventually we ended up him doing a lot of work on his stress management and his mindset. So, Which is actually quite, a, the story of your husband is quite a good metaphor for how I know you now, because, you know, people come to you because they want to look better, they want to feel better, they want more energy and all the things that you'd imagine they'd go to a personal trainer for. Um, but the work that you do, you sort of go backwards and you think, well, what mindset, what habits, what patterns has led to this problem or this situation? I say problem, but the current reality, I guess. And then you have to sort of pick it, unpick it backwards. And to change, I was having this discussion with someone the other day where a lot of people want to change the result, but they don't want to change themselves. <laughs> you, know, yes. you know, where people... people, people People want to change without changing. Yes, <laughs> and, um, and I guess that's part of what this podcast is about. It's like, you know, unlucky. You've got to change, mate. Um, and the change is that you do are going to happen before the result comes. You, it's going to, you're going to have to lay some foundation. You're going to have to put the work in. And this, I think, is perfect for the, really the story that you're, you're sharing. And maybe it's a case of, like, you know, going back to the NHS, maybe they realise just how deeply ingrained some of these lifestyle choices are. And they realise 
that they don't have the resources to, to change people's mindset, to get people to live a different way, you know, so therefore maybe that's why they take the approaches they have to, because they have to treat the issue and they have to look after the patient to the best of their ability. But real lasting change, deep change, where the individual changes and their reality changes, that's quite an intense process. And that's a, that's a process that you've really got involved in. Um, is, is, is that how you see it as well? Or do you think maybe... Yes, yes. Uh, I think I think NHS is uh, simply don't have enough resources. I mean, they have therapists, you know, mindset therapists uh, working in NHS, but I think not enough of them, not enough. Mm. Uh, I mean, if you take um, uh, type two diabetes, for example, and it's a real crisis with type two diabetes, and any and a lot of autoimmune illnesses as well. So Crohn's is one, but then rheumatoid arthritis and psoriasis. And, and asthma and all the other autoimmune illnesses. Um, you know, you have to you have to empower people to say, we can do you, you can we can help you only so much, but but you need to work on yourself as well. You need to take responsibility for your own health because you know yourself best. Yep. But that's that's sort of uh, the difficulty is that society has been. Um, sort of subliminally programmed for many decades now um there's a quick pill for everything <laughs> so <laughs> I wish there was. <laughs> instant results instant gratification and when you say to people well you know change sometimes takes a bit longer and it's not a quick sprint it's a marathon so you have to pace yourself you have to be in it for long longer long term um and and that sort of seeing into the future, that's where a lot of work comes for people. People sometimes can't see beyond a week ahead of them because they haven't been really taught how to do that in a way, yep. and especially with their health. So, so with that in mind, what what would you say to people listening? Because there's probably people listening thinking, well. Um, you know, I don't have Crohn's. I don't have these issues. I don't have type two diabetes. I don't have hypertension. And you know, we're all guilty of this. I've got my hand up in the air that sometimes real change, it change can happen really fast when you have like a critical moment where you have to change. You know, like when you realise like maybe you've got Crohn's. Maybe you realise all of a sudden you've got type two diabetes. Maybe you you know you know relatives end up having like a heart attack and they think actually that's the moment where I go right I've, I've been told now I've had my warning I've got to change um, and then change happens quite fast when people have that sort of motivation but typically and I, I've got myself in this category as well when everything's ticking along everything's going fine and you don't have those markers that scare the the, the life out of you you think well I'm all right I'll I'll sort I'll, I'll look at it tomorrow uh, right now, I'll just get that, you know, <laughs> bucket of hagen dazs I'll, I'll sit in front of the movie and, yeah, I'll have that bag of M&Ms as well. Why not? You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not going to fall apart today. So so why worry about it? So for people sort of listening, is it – we don't want to necessarily scare people, but should they be taking this more serious? Is there something you'd say to them? Or how would you sort of position yes. getting, getting people into that mindset of actually – thinking that this, is, this might be important i i tend to ask people um how do you see yourself uh what do you see yourself doing when you for example 60 65 you know do you see yourself uh 
uh, being quite strong and flexible with a bucket of energy, um, whether it's running after your grandchildren or whether it's gardening or whether it's doing sports activity or whether it's traveling, um, you know, or do you see yourself as a, oh, I'm, I'm just retired now and that's end of my story. Um, and that's quite a interesting question to ask yourself because I've, I don't think so many people ask themselves that actually. Where do you see yourself when, say, your working life or such, active working life, might be finishing? Yeah. And, also, and from, I think, that, from I, that will come the answer then. I think as well, and I have to catch myself on this. So there, there's times in my life where I know that I've been really hitting the gym, really hitting the nutrition. And I, I can remember how that felt. It felt amazing. Um, if I'm honest, like as a parent nowadays, there's there's been sort of periods where I just haven't felt the energy for a while, if you know what I mean. And I think you mm. get so engrossed in daily life. You get so engrossed in sort of making sure the little ones are taken care of. You know, you've got responsibilities. You've got jobs that keep me doing, which almost take you away from, oh, well, like, you know, like when you're sort of working on yourself, it almost seems like a luxury. It almost seems like really? something. Really? That's an interesting thing. Now you said well, that. Well, this, 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 this is what I'm saying as well, because I, I know people listening will probably think the same thing. They're like, well, um, I'm not important right now. I've got to do the jobs. Um, and that's, 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 you see, this is what the issue, as, as I've, I've said, said to you. Uh, now now we've hit your topic, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. I had three kids and I had twins. So it was three years between my, twi- uh, between my children. So my older one was three years old when my twins were born. And as I said, you know, my mother-in-law would come once a week for three hours. And what did I do in these three hours? I went to exercise class because I knew that I had to do something for myself as a yurga and not as a wife or or mum. And that comes to very foundational um, view of upon yourself as a human being. That yes, you have different roles that we play in life. Uh, we might be a daughter, and we might be a sister. We might say, "Oh, I be I am daughter, sister, wife, mom, and personal trainer." But at the bottom, I am just a human being living this life, and my life is just as important. Oh, so, and this is this is a very important message, I think, because we had Katie on last week, and she said the same thing. Where you know you have to put yourself first, and it's it's okay to say no to other people, yeah. to say yes to yourself, and and it's not selfish. It, so some people start confusing, and oh, it's selfish. How can it be selfish if you do not look after yourself? If you don't get, for example, enough good quality sleep. If you don't get enough good quality nutrients into your body and water um, and sunlight and positivity, smiling, you will not feel well. So how can you then not feeling well yourself go out there and and try to look after others? I mean, I think it's not selfish to look after yourself. I mean, if, if you sit on your bum all day long, um, and your children are hungry and dirty and mucky, then there's a different matter, isn't it? Yeah. If you say to your children, you know, daddy now has to do something for half an hour or an hour, you go and get the puzzle and play with that whilst you do, say, your meditation. 
That's not yeah. selfish, is it? Because you will emerge from that meditation a much calmer person. Yeah, and this this is a mindset. So I'm, I'm putting my hand up in the air, and I, and I know for a fact that I've got this wrong at certain periods of my life. Like, if, you know, pre-children, I did a lot of exercises, a lot of fitness, and I know that there's been periods as a father where I haven't kept that up. And it's always felt like I just couldn't be slipping away for an hour in the evening. I just couldn't be going to the gym. I couldn't be doing those things because I felt like um, I, I was needed at the home. I was, I was needed around. And then the idea of sort of, you know, sitting down doing a meditation and things like that. So I can honestly say that I've let some of those things slip over the years. You know, and this is a message that I'm actually sort of really revisiting in a big way at the moment. Because as you've rightly said, like beyond being for myself, a husband and a father and yourself, a mother and a wife, you know, you're still Jürgen and I'm still Dean. And there does become that sort of dangerous area where you get so lost in the activities and chores and responsibilities and jobs that when the when you get that quiet period in the evening, you sometimes sit there. I say sometimes, not so much now, but I, I, I know what this feels like because it's happened to me. You sit there in the evening and you think, when I take all that away, who am I? And yeah. what's important to me? And what should I do for myself? Well, I don't know if I want to. You almost forget what you want. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. That comes from, and again, it's another sort of um, conditioning coming from society and from previous generations, and especially true with women, that women have been raised as girls um, in, in a way indoctrinated to think that they have to look after everybody else first and then if they have some time, they can give some time to themselves. But mm. actually, um, you know, it works the other way much better. If you, if, if you let people do a little bit of what brings them joy and look after themselves properly, then they can go out and look after other people in a much more efficient way as such and in a calmer way um, and not not like frustrated because I remember feeling frustrated when I didn't allow time for myself I felt really like I'm sacrificing my life doing all these things uh, because yeah. I was desperate to do something for myself and it almost spills over into resentment for other people yeah and you, it's you like you're to... not grateful I'm giving myself up for yes. you <laughs> and that's not their fault isn't it in a way well, exactly not it's not their fault, fault. Exactly. So, and then that emotion goes into the relationship, and it it it, it harms the relationships, doesn't it? Because, like you know, you, you're not yeah. meeting each other in a nice space. Yeah, but it's it's also about clear communication. You know, say so if you have a family, it is about saying uh, that everybody understands that that it's not about selfishness. But I just need five minutes to myself. It doesn't. I mean, it doesn't really have to be even um, half an hour. But you know, first of all, say ensuring that the whole family gets good enough sleep. You know, I I had to um, cut down on ironing tea towels and napkin things. <laughs> yes, I used to do that. Uh, I don't anymore. <laughs> I had to ask my husband to iron his own shirts. Um, and you know, some people would say, "Oh, that's really selfish. You were at home with the kids and housewife. You should be doing that." And I'm thinking, "Well, why?" <laughs> you know, he's more incapable of ironing his own shirts um, and cut down on cleaning because, well, if it is some dust, does it really matter? It matters that I'm actually calm and I've done something yeah. myself and, and I feel good. So some people think in a way 
and again it's come from society norms that you know your house has to be spotless and uh, it's all this um judging from book from its cover yep. sort of thing you know people judge you by the how big is your house how clean is your house and how how big is your car and and how clean is your car and and some people actually look after these things much more than they actually look after themselves and their own well-being and that's you see that's really upsetting to me because i used to be that way and maybe maybe that you know my husband getting ill was my wake up call in a way that it doesn't matter how clean your house is it doesn't matter how much money you have in in a bank account if you don't have your health then no amount of shares investments or fancy cars will actually bring you any happiness i don't i don't believe that anymore i believe really now that our health is our true wealth um and it's if you are already ill and you're lying in a in in a hospital bed, yes, you'll have then all the time in the world to think about your life. You might not be able to change it anymore. That's far too late sometimes. And you know, in a way, it's sad that some people have to wait until that really loud wake up call, getting an illness, for example, and getting a terminal diagnosis to start making changes. We don't have to. We don't really have to. Um, we just we're sometimes too busy living life, I suppose. Yeah. And that's where I come in. This is why when I work with, uh, and I, I really love working with women, because that, that's because I see women as the, as the homemakers. And a lot of women obviously are homemakers, but also women are those nurturing powers and energies. And if you change, a woman, woman's um, mindset that she looks and nurtures herself first, and once she establishes a really good habit, then they can she can go out and and change other people as well, help others to nurture themselves better. So they can it's like a ripple effect, and that's why yes, you might start with a fitness or looking for yourself and being in better shape, uh, because that's sort of judging the book by its cover. But then you start introducing that foods do matter because foods affect your moods and feelings and emotions. And then and then you wander into the mindset. Um, whereas if you think, you know, every thought you think affects you because it creates certain yep. feeling and emotion. And you have total choice what you choose. And from now from what I've learned, that our feelings, our emotions, is 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 like our satnav in a way, because we have the full power to choose what thoughts we think. So we can always choose the thoughts that make us happy, or brings us joy, rather than the negative thoughts. See, I I used to be always cup half empty person. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, and I had to retrain myself to the, you know, cup half full or, well, just get the cup and drink it. Then it doesn't matter whether it's uh, half empty or half full. I mean, that's that's the third person, you know, the, the person that seizes every opportunity to have a nice experience. Yeah, no, I, I've had to learn that as well because I've always regarded myself as a positive person, as an upbeat person. But there were some periods where, 
I started to hear myself talk. And then you realize that actually, you know, I wasn't sharing the positivity that I wanted to. So one of the processes I went through was to actually start writing a daily gratitude journal mm. and actually literally writing down all the things I was grateful for because yeah. it, it's sad, but the, the honesty is it's easy to forget. It, it's easy to forget just how abundant life is, you know, what we yeah. have, all, all, the thing, all the things we have to be grateful for because it's very easy to look at what still needs to be done or yeah. what still needs to be achieved or who we still need to become or, or what we haven't done or what we'd like to have or the lifestyle we're missing out on and what Mrs. Jones is doing on social media. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and, and next thing you know, all you're looking at is all the spaces of lack. Um, and I fell into that trap. And since doing the Daily Gratitude Journal, it's made a massive difference for me because yeah. it's taught me to, to look for the good. It's taught me to, that there is good there for a start. And then when you actually realise how good it is, you're like, oh, how sad that I wasn't noticing this. <laughs> yes, exactly. um, I think it helps you to sort of pause and be in that moment, be present, rather than trying yeah. to dwell on, on what happened in the past or what you need to do for the future. Yeah, and then it's getting that balance because in one breath, everything just is. Like it doesn't have to be positive or negative until you decide what it is. Yes, you know? exactly. But once, yeah. but once you've made that decision, the emotions are very powerful. Um, and it's quite hard to look at it that way sometimes because we've got such an ingrained version of, well, we know that's bad. We know that's good. And it's like, well, think about it. Think about your awareness. Is it good or bad? Or is it just, or is it just is? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it's what you've decided it is. So uh, we've got some really sort of powerful points here about like taking responsibility for yourself. And moving forwards and what I'd like to do if, if, if you can is sum up a few things for the listeners to take away because some people might be in a situation where they need to change and some people might be in a situation where they're kind of drifting and they haven't really got an impetus to change right now in which case I, I, I always think of um, do what's hard when it's easy because it's, it's easier to change when you don't have to <laughs> um, but there's just no reason Whereas when you get the reason, sometimes that's quite a hard time to do it. However, because the reason is so big, that's often when the massive changes happen, isn't it? Because yeah. you have to have that you have to have that trigger. So for people listening at the moment, you know, theoretically they're quite into their personal development because this is the podcast we're about. But what tips or what takeaways or what suggestions would you would you get them to implement into their lifestyle straight away following, you know, listening to you speak today? Um I, I I would suggest to um, ask the question, you know, am I happy in in all the areas of my life? And the areas I mean, you know, am I happy with my health? Am I happy with my uh, mental attitude? Am I happy with my uh, work attitude, career? Um, am I happy with my family relationships? And there is, if 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 you see any unhappiness in any of those areas, then you ask yourself, well, why am I happy? Where actually would I like to be? And, and then focus on, on that, where would I like to be? What would it mean? How would I feel if I would make those changes? Or what changes would I need to make? And it's, it's, it's actually sitting down a little bit and doing like a mind mapping, uh, a create, creativity activity, really, just just writing a few things down. I, I quite often like doing that, just grabbing a piece of A4 paper, putting me or I or you in the middle with a circle and then drawing around it. And this is where 
where people sort of could find the areas um, and also realize what's important for them in those areas because career might be not important to everyone having million pounds in a bank might be not important to everyone um, so importance is a big factor and then that importance will determine how how willing um, we are we are how willing are we making willing to make the changes that's it <laughs> uh, yeah so that makes absolutely sense what you want to change then you ask why do you want to change because when you know why do you want to change you'll find how to change it yeah the how's the easy bit isn't it which is which is what you find in your work because obviously people yeah. come to you for nutrition and fitness thinking like there's a secret to it like it's a how yeah. but it's it's the, the, the fi- it's almost, it's, yeah, it's, it's almost like the final step isn't it the, the actual technique is quite simple in relative terms yeah. it's going through the process of are you committed to this yeah. have you made a decision that you're going to do it and is the reason big enough yeah, um, yeah. and that's why sometimes um, I had people crying in, in their sessions when, whilst they're exercising because um, you know I asked them a question and they were thinking about the question whilst they're exercising and, and what happens actually when you exercise you focus on exercise but your unconscious mind works a lot in the background Hmm. And then suddenly they burst into tears because oh, it's all happening because you're processing the emotion as well, aren't you? When you're moving, and they come to a realization, um, and they answer the question actually, subcon- you know, unconsciously to themselves. Yeah. Oh, this is powerful. So I remember doing that mind mapping exercise a while back. Actually, I remember I've done it a few times, but I remember a particular time I did it where I was going through all those areas, and it's like you know, what does exercise mean to me? What does fitness and health mean to me? And I ended up drawing down all this stuff of what it meant to me. And I, I remember the moment where I looked at the paper and then looked at my reality. And it's like, well, the person on the paper is very different to my reality. Mm. Yeah, I was the one who answered the questions. Yeah, and I remember, so that, I remember that really vividly. Going, oh, that's really important to me. That's really important to me. That's really important to me. And they go, right, so seeing as it's so important to you, when was the last time you did it? Ah, oh, yeah. Uh, and I remember that realisation and it, it hit me quite hard. <laughs> um, you know, and, but it, I think there's a lot of people who will be in the same boat when they first do it. Like you, you put it all down there and you go, no, that's like, you know, I, I, I wouldn't um, give on that. That's really important to me. That's essential to me. And then you say, OK, so how, do, how does it manifest in your life? What, yeah. what do you do to prove how much it means to you? And then you start thinking uh, of a small, uh, yeah. <laughs> smaller steps possible that would upgrade and lead you to where you want to be because it has to start with the smaller steps it's not that it's not the quantum leaps really and absolutely so i believe the mindset thing working on on your um attitude and refocusing on what you want so i always say to people start thinking about and focusing your attention on what you want Never mind what yep. you don't want, okay? You know what you don't want. You've written that down. Write down if it helps you. But don't look at that side. So you acknowledged, you accepted those things. But look at the side where is, this is what I want. This is what I can do at this time with these resources. You know, not everyone can eat organic. Not everyone can eat exercise three times per week. But what can you do? Focus on what you can do, actually. If you can uh, go for a walk around the block, and, and, you know, go a bit faster each time, measure the time, how how quickly will you walk that mile? You could do that, couldn't you? So, and it will be different for different people. 
And this is why there is no one recipe that fits everyone, really. I definitely feel like we need to speak again because there's so many topics we can go into, but we're definitely running out of time here. We're only scratching the surface. <laughs> yes, yes. So, so the first thing is define what you want. And I'd what say to people as well, to I'd say to people as well is genuinely understand and, and, and know that it's available to you as well. Yes. Um, so, so when you say that I want to be vibrant at 65, running around with the grandchildren, um, there will be people who flippantly say, well, yeah, you know, but I want a solid gold toilet as well, you know. Um, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> understand, understand that it's available to you. Like, it genuinely is. Like, yes. if you make those decisions and those choices and, and you just start working towards it, it's, it's not pipe dreams. Well, you have you to know? action. You have to action. You have to make certain choices, isn't it? Because if you think your choices or our choices is like, I liken them to a stick, so, for example, you might have five sticks uh, laid out in front of you, and a stick, a stick has two ends. One end represents your choice that you can make. The other end of the same stick represents the consequence of that choice. Yep. And they are tied in, okay? So you can't just mix and match them. So if you make this choice, you'll get this effect. Are you happy with the effect? Then pick this choice. If you're not happy with the effect, well, then you have to do, choose a different stick, isn't it? That has a different effect. That's it. That's exactly it. And it's just like a game, isn't it? It becomes like a game. How many choices do I have? And what are the consequences of those choices? Are the consequences... Am I willing to accept the consequences? Will they lead me towards where I want to be, what I want to achieve, or not? And that's how you then backtrack yourself and make a choice. Yep. And, and that's why I mentioned the belief bit as well, because... If I look back to all the times through my life where I've struggled, you know, because I've, I've had to work quite hard on my mindset. I didn't have a perfect mindset for a long time, and I wouldn't say I have a perfect mindset now. That's why I think it's a daily uh, discipline to, to work on it and develop it, yeah. because, you know, this is the, the body I live in. This is my world. So said, it's something that, yeah, and that, that's what this whole um, podcast is about. It's a work in progress, you know, better than yesterday, but not as good as tomorrow. And if I look back at, at all the sort of times where I really struggled, it was because, if I'm honest, it was because I wanted things that I didn't even believe that I could have. So if I, for instance, like, let's use the example of a fitness challenge. Let's say you wanted to get yourself in shape. Yeah. If there was ever any, getting yourself in shape is not a complicated thing. It's not hard. It's not difficult. It just is. But all of the challenges come from, well, I don't think I can do it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you, you don't do the exercise, you don't commit to the exercise, you kind of feel okay about falling off the bandwagon because it was going to happen anyway. You know, we, we, we always knew that we was going to fail. <laughs> and, and all the periods in my life where I really struggled, it was because I didn't really believe it. Yeah, well, that's, well see, that's like a loop, isn't it? Your belief is created from your thoughts. I mean, your thoughts create certain emotions in you and feelings. Uh, yeah. And those feelings and emotions will either inspire you to do something in action or actually procrastinate. But but all the times I ever really achieved anything, the achievement was fast. The the change was fast. Mm -hmm. You know, getting to the getting through it was was quick. Yeah. And it and it's because the shift was in my head. Yes. And that, that's one of the things I've learned over 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 the years. Because when it's a hard slog, when you're battling against it, when you're fighting against it you're really fighting against your own mind and yeah. 
there there isn't um a, a quick easy way sometimes you do have to go through that because the mind's not ready yet and you've got to work on your mindset but in hindsight if i could look back on it it's always a case of i wanted things if i didn't really deep down believe i could have it then working at it was just a hard monotonous slog with umpteen times falling off the bandwagon <laughs> um, it's easier once you start changing your mindset it gets easier because yes. you, you develop that inner self-motivation and self-inspiration and empowerment and it's it, it's not a chore anymore it's actually it gives you joy because you know well, actually i'm doing it for myself nobody else absolutely so so for people listening put yourself first um you know focus on yeah yeah, absolutely love yourself treat yourself like you know like the person you deserve to be get that exercise done eat the good food enjoy life you know you you, and and take time out for yourself when your head's a bit muddled it's okay to take time out for yourself so some fantastic pointers there yoga and there's a few people now have been introduced to your world how can they carry on following you or learn more about your work um, well, I have a, a Facebook uh, page, and it's called um, JP Wellness and Therapies. I've had that page right from the beginning when I started doing personal training, so it goes back to uh, 2011. So there's been loads of articles and, and things on there. Um, that's the best place to find me and see what I'm up to and uh, you know how I'm doing my bit to inspire people and connect with me as well. That's it. Get connected, follow the material and, you know, use yoga's knowledge to make those real shifts. Like I said, the fitness and the nutrition bit, like there's a lot of clever stuff around it. And she's got some amazing shortcuts and tactics you can use. But the real shift is upstairs. <laughs> it is, it is, it is, it is. Yes. And it's, it's very rewarding when you when you embrace that uh, change in, in your mindset, um, because you do start seeing really incredible, tangible results. sometimes you know it could be overnight especially when you when you um attach a very powerful emotion to it as well yeah when the shift happens like you say the way you do one thing is the way you do everything so if you once you change your mindset into like exercise and and personal training it doesn't just affect your body it affects your whole life it it affects your philosophy and everything you do so and accepts people also um um people around you you know, you, 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 when you change, you change your environment around you and that impacts on other people in usually better way. So it's like ripple effect. That's my, that's uh, my really strong belief that the change has to start within us, but that's the change that can ripple out. Um, and if you want to think, you know, it can change the world. <laughs> Absolutely. If you're crazy enough to think you can, you probably will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you believe you can or believe you can't, you're right. Well, Henry Ford. Yes. So, so that's probably a good place to stop. Although I do feel like we've scratched on about umpteen topics there that we could talk all night on. But so, if you're open to it, we'll have to get you back on, Yoga, and, and deep dive into some of those areas. But I really appreciate you getting on today, and I, I do think that that is a powerful message. You know, putting yourself first. And, you know, valuing yourself enough uh, to make sure that you're getting everything you need. Because we all want to give. We all want to pour into other people's cups. But unless our own cup's full, what can we do? Absolutely. That's absolutely right. Yes. And it's not selfish. It's not selfish. So thanks again for your time. And hopefully we'll speak to you again soon. Thank you very much, Dean. Speak to you soon.
Thank you for listening to the Work in Progress podcast today. I hope you picked up plenty of valuable ideas that you can implement in your own life right away. I know I did. I got a stark reminder on why we should all be responsible and also why to do what's hard when it's easy because we're not getting any younger and today is the youngest I'll ever be. So if I don't start making those changes today, why wait? Because, you know, that's exactly what life's all about. Now, if you enjoyed what you heard and you're listening on iTunes, then please consider leaving a review. And if you'd like to follow the content we're sharing, you can find me in all the usual places at Dean Grimshaw on Instagram and Twitter. And on Facebook, you can follow the page Dean Grimshaw-Performance Coaching. For further blogs and articles, head on over to DeanGrimshaw.com, where you can even sign up to the newsletter so you never miss a thing. Until the next time, though, keep working at your goals and striving to be better than you were yesterday. After all, each one of us is just a work in progress. And you have no idea what you can actually achieve if you really put your mind to it. So I say, give it your best shot and go for it. Why not?